welcome to Agape Ministries Podcasts, a whole new way of thinking. Episode 58, part two of Father Dennis McBride's teaching on the face of Jesus in Luke's Gospel. One of the chief images for me in Luke's Gospel is Jesus going out to dinner to a very proper male dinner party in a Pharisee's house. And a woman of the night comes in. And she goes straight to Jesus. Starts to cry. Her tears fall on his feet. And she gets down on her knees and has a charismatic eating at the feet of Jesus. Loosens her hair. And everyone in the room loses their appetite. (laughs) If you imagine your local bishop going out to dinner with the St. Vincent de Paul Society... And a lady of the night comes in and she passes everyone else and goes to the archbishop they've met before. (laughs) And insists on ministering to his toes. I mean, most people would say, "Would, would you get her out of here? Keep, if you want to think of Luke's Jesus, think of that image. A man surrounded by religious men, doing something they all despise him for doing. And he allows this woman to touch him. And Luke says she covers his feet with kisses. Not just a kiss on the big toe. This woman is a committed kisser. She's had lots of practice. (laughs) And the, the guy he tells off at dinner is the male religious. Simon. And he turns to Simon and he says, Simon, do you see that woman? Simon doesn't see a woman. Simon sees a disease. You watch two men look at a woman. And they're both religious. 
One is a Pharisee who despises this woman for who she is. And the other is Jesus. Who, when he sees her, not only sees that she is an accomplished sinner, she has a PhD in it. He sees possibilities. That, of all the portraits in Luke's Gospel, I love that one most. He is never transfixed by sin or stupidity or weakness. He notices it. The way love notices people making mistakes. If you love Mary and Mary makes a mistake, You don't become transfixed by the mistake because you love Mary. If you don't love Mary, the mistake is put on kitchen scales and it's weighed and described and remembered. How do we look at one? What do we see? What space do we give one another when we look at one another? Or do we capture one another's sinfulness? Like James Joyce in Dublin said of his Catholic friends, you hold my follies hostage and you won't let them. Luke's Jesus, I think, is by far the most kind. (laughs) If you look at Mark's Gospel and look at Mark's relationship with his disciples, Mark's disciples, God bless them, are chronically dull. They never get his jokes. They have an effortless capacity to misunderstand everything. Jesus keeps saying... Why are your minds closed? Why are your ears stopped up? Why can't you understand what I say? Watch looks. Remember, Jesus takes three of his disciples up to the mountain to pray. And while he's at prayer, Something shows through that wasn't showing through before. And Peter doesn't know what's going on. He's totally confused. So he does the old Catholic thing. He says, well, why don't we build something? (laughs) Um, If you don't know what's going on, build something. Uh, Why don't we build a tabernacle, one for Jesus, one for Moses, one for... I mean, let's do it. And Luke is so kind. Luke, as editor, puts in a little line saying, Peter didn't know what he was saying. (laughs) Poor thing. (laughs) Mark says of the disciples that they all abandoned him. Remember. 
And Mark has this young man who's there wearing only a loincloth. It must have been a hot night. And the arresting party try to get hold of this one, remember, and he runs away, leaving his laundry. And the last image in Mark's Gospel you see of the male disciples as a group is a bare ass running in the dark. It's Mark's tough. Luke is so kind. He doesn't want to say they all abandoned him. And then at the crucifixion, he has this wonderful phrase, all his friends stood at a distance. I would love Luke to be my parish priest. <laughs> like his Jesus... He has a capacity to, to forgive anything. And Luke's image of Mary caused quite an upset in the early church. Never mind Jesus. Luke did what no evangelist did. He put Mary in the center of the stage. like mother, like son. And he says that this woman is the first tabernacle of God. A number of the early bishops complained about this image. They liked Matthew because the annunciations go to Matthew. The idea that Jesus will emerge out of a womb What does John say? The Word was made flesh. No mention of a mother. No mention of a place, of a time, of witnesses. The Word was made flesh. Luke says, Luke. It is a woman who can say of him, this is my body given for you. He begins as we all began, emerging from the womb of our mother. He belongs to the human race. And he never leaves the gospel ends with Jesus returning to God. And leaving behind him a group of people who are totally disabled, who stand staring up into an absence. And looks quite sharp in a sense that we have to live without the historical Jesus. Whatever face we believe he had, he's not here. He's gone. Gone to God, but gone still. And there's a sense in which Luke asks is not simply 
to stare at the face of Jesus. But to look around and somehow find a reflection of that face in the features of one another. One of the things Jesus did in his own ministry was to stop getting people to stare at him. But to look at other people, to look around, to notice, to pay attention. Because if they simply stare at him and ignore everybody else, they've got it wrong. That's not what religion is about. Remember that parable that Luke told, it's only in Luke of the Pharisee who grows to pray to God in the temple and tells God in case he's unaware of it how good he is. Every sentence starts with I. I fast twice a week. I give tithes and all I get. And see this creep over here. Sometimes we introduce our neighbours only to dismiss them into the conversation. And Jesus says, look, this guy could be better off going to a football Sometimes it's your prayer that convicts you. Because you think prayer is about fixating on God. And not attending the people around. I love Luke's Jesus. He's a man of high ambiguity who can see things when nobody else sees them. He's a man who's capable of scandalizing people by his mercy. Even on the cross, he breathes forgiveness. That's the kind of man he is. And tomorrow I'll come back and ask the question, which Jesus would you like as your parish priest? And why? Do you want a tough one? We'll take on the enemies and blister them, like John. Or do you want a kind of gentle one? who believes there's good in almost anything. And that's the Jesus I love in Luke. And I hope you do too. Megan will do the tough Jesus. If you've got a tin hat, bring one. <laughs> and also, she'll do Matthew, and then I'll do John. Okay, thank you very much for your time.
So thank you for taking the time to listen to these episodes. Our prayer is that as you listen and reflect on these teachings, that you'll be encouraged to continue your journey to maximise your potential to have a good and a happy life. So sign in again next week for more teaching on how you can follow the Jesus way to experience your life as filled with meaning, purpose and joy. So God bless and stay safe.